Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and life coach Joel Elston here. Today's Thursday, January 11th, 2018, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Your first daily dose of happy for the day and uh, welcoming Joel Elston back. Joel, good to talk to you. I mean, we only get to talk once a week, but uh, it's always good every once a week. I, I well, that's about all you, you most people can handle. So I'm glad that you're able to that we're able to talk. So uh, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. <laughs> Joel has some of the best posts on Facebook. I, I love uh, following him there because he comes up with these really clever ideas and and very insightful stuff too. And in fact, uh, one of the ideas that he posted about today led to our topic today, which actually ties in very nicely with what I've been seeing out in the LOA conversation world. Um, today, it seems like everybody's talking about uh, either trying to reach goals or trying to start businesses or trying to make more money or something along that line. And so when I, when I saw his post, I said, well, perfect. Let's, let's just expand on it. So I, I won't, uh, I won't talk about what the post said just yet because that kind of gives the secret away. <laughs> but speaking of the secret, the topic is how to make the secret a million times more powerful in your life. And rather than me giving the secret away, Joel, I'm going to let you give the secret away because this is your secret. Well, I, I appreciate that. One of, one of the things that I, I have, over the years have noticed and not just in my personal life, but people that I'm working with. And, and there, there, there's a couple of posts this morning, to be honest with you, I should have asked you specifically which one you were talking about, but they're both, two of them are very similar. Uh, one of the, one of the things that I, I love, one of my favorite proverbs, my Chinese proverb of all time is when does the question is, when is the best time to plant a tree? Well, usually when I ask someone that question, I'll get, uh, oh, uh, well, in fall or in spring or whatever the right answer is, is in most people's mind. But the, the proverb says 20 years ago. That's the answer. <laughs> uh, then the, then it follows up with when is the second best time to plant a tree? And it's right now. The idea that we get so caught up in the, 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 I should have done this, or I could have done this, if I would have bought Bitcoin when it was $2, or if I'd have done this, or why didn't I have this idea? The, the other day this happened to me, actually, it's funny, that we're always thinking about new things. And, and I have a, I was watching TV, and I very seldom even watch TV anymore, but the, this concept of a new app came up, and they were advertising it, and it is so incredibly brilliant. It's one of those things that the moment I saw it, I'm going, why didn't I think of this? Mm. And the app is called WAG. Okay. And it is basically um, uh, an app for dog walking. Okay. It's so brilliant. I mean, it, 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 you, you sign on to WAG. You, you have this, tra- quote-unquote, trained dog walker who's been background checked that will go into your house, take your dog during the day, take it on a walk. It will then follow the – you can track where they're at. It will, when the dog, uh, goes, uh, to the, to the bathroom, you, pr- they press a button, said, yay, your dog poops, and, <laughs> and, uh, and they, they video it, they're videoing this whole event, and then they go back to the house. It, it is so ingenious. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh my goodness. That, it, it, so, so the idea is that this it, is, when you hire a dog walker, the app helps you follow what the dog walker is doing, is that the idea? Right. Okay. Right. But yes, most people, are fearful to give someone a key or or trust them with their dog. Well, this this is an incredible 
concept that you can feel very confident as you're following along as your dog's going on his walk. They put a little vest on him, wag.com or whatever, and, and <laughs> you know, a little dog hat, and, and you know, the dog's loving it. And, and I'm thinking, what a brilliant idea. Yeah. Because I, I have known several people who have been in between financial situations or, or jobs. You know, I know people that make $100 cash a day just walking dogs. That's all they do. Wow. Uh, you're not going to retire on that money, but nope. it's certainly better than going to work for $7 an hour somewhere and, and you know, not having any flexibility or availability. So with all of that, that my point is that when we have an idea, how many brilliant ideas have we had or how many plans do we have or we're starting new business? So that brings me to sort of the, the second post. And it, it's a sort of a step-by-step process of, of how to uh, really get something started. How, if you have a goal or a project or a new business, the, the, you know, it, it, I spelled it out step-by-step, guaranteed it never fails. So this is how one is. This is this is the secret then. This is the secret then to how to improve the power of the secret a million times over. Exactly that 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 first post about the proverb led to this post about the secret. It 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 is and and I actually think of Walt when I I do this a lot of times. (laughs) The the secret is to begin. That's step one, and that concludes our steps for the day. Begin. That's it. Do it. It, it it is the best analogy, I've, and, and this is Mike Dooley's analogy, and he might have gotten it from someone else. A, a, a GPS is only effective when you're moving. When you're sitting in your dri- driveway and say you want to go to the library and you're going to put it in the GPS, it can say turn left, but it can't do anything else until you begin the process of moving. Then it will direct you. Even if you go in the entirely different direction that you're supposed to do, the GPS will need you to be moving, even in the wrong direction, to get you where you want to be going. This is the secret. It, it, the, the idea of beginning and, and taking action and all of this stuff, which makes you very excited, this is the secret on steroids. It's, it's the concept of my, hopefully my next book. I got like 80 books in my head at this point, but the, the, my, my book, The Law of Action, is the, the putting the secret on steroids. By taking action, you sort of churn the waters to allow the secret, the, the universe, or whatever term you want to use, to provide for you what you need, that direction or wherever. I don't know how many people that start off in one direction that end up in an entirely different direction, but they, they start it. And where people get paralyzed in understanding not just life but implementation of the law of attraction is I've got to figure it out perfectly. And my answer is, no, you've got to begin. Instead of the, the overall drafting of the, the, the progress, one of the things that I do of, of uh, helping with, with corporations and, and some of the consulting I do is I actually have a, a – the process, I, I'm a specialist of in, implementation. And bigger corporations, moderate to big corporations, often get stuck in the minutia of things. And they, they, they'll have 20 meetings. I, I, I was working with a company for a short time, Walt, and they wanted to coordinate with the local chain of hospitals here in the Richmond, Virginia on some projects. And I'm not kidding. 
they were having meetings about having meetings about having meetings. Oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. We had to have a meeting to learn about the people that we're going to be meeting with so we could have the meeting with the big – and finally, when I realized that this corporate bureaucracy was was in the middle of everything, I immediately said, "I will. the next meeting I will attend will be the meeting where we're deciding <laughs> whether or not we're going to do this project or not. I will not keep going to the meetings about the meetings. Now, I have to ask you, did they have a meeting about having that meeting with you where you would go to the meeting? They, they tried to, <laughs> and I – I actually left the company. Uh, I wanted to, to get back into my private practice. It was taking too much work away from my private practice. Uh, and and what, what did I realize? Walt, this is the amazing thing. Wow. What, what am I doing? I, I, am, I am stuck in a corporate dive of, of mediocrity by, by not implementing the stuff that I want to do. So when I go, I worked with this Wall Street firm. And they were trying to implement a new protocol that would require everybody to, to basically change what they were doing. But in the long run, it was going to be an incredible increase for them in, in, in productivity. So they, 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 they were in the meeting about the meeting process, and the guy called, and he knows me from some work I've done with him privately. And he said, will you come up here and just do this? I said, yeah, we'll knock this out in a couple of days. So I go out there for two days. And we sit down, and, and I just took the plan. I did it. I said, here, here we're doing it. And everybody's, like, freaking out. Oh, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, we, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to do this for a day or two. We walked through the process, and within two days, we implemented a total transition into this new program co- concept that became immediately profitable. Mm. Now, there was stress involved, and there was struggle and change involved, and, and people were out of their comfort zones a little bit. But because we were doing things differently, but it within that week, there was about a twelve percent increase in what they define as a productivity, uh, and 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 it was done simply by implementing the program. So with the law of attraction, we get caught. Up, I need to study this a little more. Or I don't know. Just do it. Go do it. It and makes, that's the beauty of it all. That, that's when things start to really happen. It, it, you mentioned that you thought of me, and, and I should clarify why you thought of me, because you're right. You were right to think about me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because we, we, you and I have been doing uh, the podcast now for well, a grand total of about two years, I guess, something like that. And very early on especially, but even you know halfway through, uh, I, I would often think of something to work on and then I would feel doubt about it. And so if I felt doubt about it, then I figured, well, I got to kind of work it over my mind. I got to plan this. If I plan this right, then, you know, then it's going to work. And then I tried to plan it. I couldn't quite plan it right. And, you know, then I, I tried to find, okay, well, since I can't plan it right, maybe what I need to do is to do some more research. So I do some more research and then the research wouldn't yield the results I was looking for. And, and I was basically the person that you were describing. I was the person who never got it going. What I didn't realize, and what I have since realized, as you pointed out to me on a previous podcast very, very recently, um, is that when you actually just begin, like you say, when you take the steps, it has a tremendous ability to take a lot of the fear away, particularly the fear associated with trying to attract something. Yes. And, and I didn't yes. expect that. 
I didn't expect that. Now, you're right. It does take you out of your comfort zone. My comfort zone was definitely to dither, and I'm really good at it. Right. <laughs> In fact, yes, you are. You I, have historically been great at I, it. I am. I am the, <laughs> if anyone wants any idea about how to dither, just contact me. I'll be glad to give you coaching on it. The beauty of seeing – and first of all, by the way, when I, when I say that with, with great love and – not every, you know, we do need balance and sometimes. I mean, we do need a, 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 a middle ground. I have a tendency to just jump into things. You know, I, I'm the guy that dives in the pool and about halfway down goes, I sure hope there's some water. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that, that, I, I'm the first to admit that. However, with, with, when you're talking about the law of attraction, it needs stuff to happen. It, everything that has ever been developed in, that, that has any value, whether it's companies or, or, or your careers or what, most things of value were created by being pushed into something else, by, by a need or filling a need or filling a void. And, and you do that by impl- the implementing, the implementing, the implementation of what, you know, what your plan is instead of getting stuck as that company I was working with and the hospital that you have, you have bureaucrats at a hospital that want to, that everything that we're going to implement has to be run through a, a, a risk factor. If you're going to enter this, you know, what, what are our liabilities? Do we increase the liabilities? Do we do? We have people dying of opiate overdoses. Let's just get to the point of fixing that, and then we'll backfill our liability problem. Yeah, right. Uh, But but, And that was always my thing. Of course, they didn't like the fact that I went and said, let's do it. Let's let's take one of our employees and put them in every emergency room, and then every opiate or or drug overdose issue, you'll have our coach in the hospital who will then – Figure out what what needs to happen. Doctors who don't necessarily know what to do with this now will have the, the support of doing that. Well, we'll see what the impact of that will will be and how we'll do that. And I'm like, okay. In other words, <laughs> in in 2027, we'll, right. we'll get there. In the meantime, other companies have stepped up and and are doing this already. And so so the beauty of the the implementation or the beginning process to begin, you simply begin. Uh, it, it, it isn't in most people's, as we said, comfort zone, but it does open up that whole new process of allowing the power of the law. That, like we said, the, the 10,000 times the most, you know, making the secret 10,000 times more powerful by you implementing, implement, I can't want to say that word. Let's call that a word today, implementing. Well, we're going to, we're uh, going to give you credit for it. We're going to credit you for the creation of the word. So the implementing you, has right. been created Thank by Joel Elston on <laughs> January 11th, 2018. Uh, exactly. Uh, I get so excited because <laughs> it, it is, I'm looking at what has happened in my life and one of the, and, and not many regrets in my life, but if, and I really wouldn't go back and change anything. But if you forced me to go back and change anything, it wouldn't be the obvious stuff. The stuff I would go change is quit overthinking everything. Quit getting stuck in things. The idea of moving forward and and taking action and really sort of launching yourself allows the law of attraction to be how it's how it is intended. You, you, and you mentioned something earlier, and I, I want to sort of explain that what I have found. One of I, I am just 
really noticing in the last several years a huge increase in people dealing with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And they they have so much anxiety now. Young people and and when I when I say young people, thirty five and younger people, adolescents are are just really stressed stressed out on so many things. And the the human body or the human mind, the ultimate remedy for anxiety is action. Anxiety is fear of what's about to happen on some form or fashion, usually powered by historical anticipation. You see what happened in the past. I'm fearful this is going to happen again. I'm fearful of failure. I'm fearful of being made a fool of. I'm fearful of of this not working. Well, action overrides that. And I, I did not realize this, but years ago when I was early in recovery, I, I was uh, having to wait tables. When I say I'm having to wait tables, I have the privilege of waiting tables. Even though the time it was far <laughs> from a <go>. privilege. <laughs> and I, I, while I was waiting tables, you know, at, for those of you that have read my book or you've heard me talk in the past, that was a time, very difficult time in my life. I knew I was in the, about to be arrested. Uh, for crimes I committed due to my addiction many years before, or many months before, and I, I was waiting on that to happen. I was basically homeless. I had no money. I had no real job, but I, I could go wait tables. Well, it was good, honorable money. It was a little embarrassing for my ego to wait tables, at least at the time I thought it was. But I also noticed the biggest thing is when I was in the middle of my workday, Walt, I had no anxiety. Mm. I was taking action. I, I was still facing the same problems that I was laying in bed worrying about the night before, but I'm taking action. If they showed up and arrested me right then, I'm, I'm, it's okay. I'm in the middle of taking action. And that process, I realized I was happy when I was in action mode. I was anxious when I was in, quote, unquote, comfort arresting mode. It was anything but comfortable, mm. but it was the idea that I could be moving forward. So when, when our, a, a lot of the people I, I have that I work with privately, they are dealing so much with what I call the historical baggage of what has happened, and they keep replaying that and then putting those same results in the future, and they almost become – Paralyzed. I have a young man that had a, is dealing with a gambling problem right now, and he, he, he's we, we're finally getting on the other side. But he is so overwhelmed with everything. He has such a huge debt. The concept, like I, one of my suggestions early, was he would need a second job on the weekends to help work out some of this financial stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, Joel, I just don't see where an extra couple hundred bucks a, a, a weekend is going to make any difference. I'm so overwhelmed. But what would happen is he would then get sit around on the weekends with nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And then he'd watch a football game, and then mm-hmm. he'd decide, you know, it'd be a good idea to get some of my money back by trying to win <laughs> another football game. Yeah. And he would lose more money and get further in the hole. So when I finally convinced him to get a second job, not only did the extra couple hundred bucks, that's an eight hundred dollar a month uh, increase in income. But it also kept him active and busy where he wasn't losing more money. Yes. And it changed everything. He was able then to sort of see, okay, I'm going to dedicate this $800 a month to paying back these debts. He then was able to really, really get going. We negotiated debts with creditors. We changed things. 
And within a very short period of time, he got total control over a situation which seemed totally out of control, and it all started with taking action, that beginning process. That's the law of attraction on steroids. That's when it gets really exciting is when you understand this is what I want, and this is the action I'm taking toward there. Even if it's not the action, it is action that will get me to where I need to be, and that is a huge point. It's interesting, too, that when you are trying to talk yourself into taking that first action step and then you take it and then you aren't sure what the second action step is. So you kind of fall back into the dithering mode there because you're not really sure, you're not confident and so forth. Isn't it interesting how the second action step to take is to take action? Yes. Yes. The, the, the idea, and I, I don't know, this is, again, I have very few, very limited, uh, original material. <laughs> so I, <laughs> that's I, not true. I, we I both know that's that, not true. <laughs> I, I, I hear things, I don't know where I hear it from, but, uh, so I, I don't want to take, uh, credit for this, but I, I remember someone telling me a long time ago, early in my recovery, pursue your dreams with, in your vision, with just limitless energy with extreme effort. And if you don't know what your vision or your your goal is, find someone who does and help them. Well, that's and good. I first heard that, and I was like, well, that's not really helping me a lot. Why would I help somebody else? Well, when I help someone else with their dream, then my dream can develop. And then I have that, that concept, and, and, and I have people do that all the time. If you don't know what you want to do, find that person, because there's plenty out there that are laser-focused on their dream and, and hop in there and do that. Boom. And for people like me who are, who are, you know, we're, we're kind of like uh, overwhelmed with the desire to understand all the intricacies of how the law of attraction works. And you know, I, I literally study everything like 25 times over in order to get every single nuance out of it. So if you're like me and, and you really want to understand why this concept that Joel is talking about works, it, it really happens because when you start taking action, you start getting input. Because that's what we're looking for, right? Yeah. When, when, when we're trying yeah. to attract something and we aren't sure what to attract, we're asking the universe, give us input. And you get input really quickly when you're taking action. I mean, we're we, talking we, split yeah. seconds. And we had discussed this. It, it hasn't been that many shows ago, so I, I won't go into the whole long story. But uh, I, I worked with this young man who was from a wealthy family, lived in Orlando, Florida. And I was doing phone sessions with him. And he lived – a, a Three quarters of a mile away from a mall, okay. a, a really nice upscale mall. Oh, I and think I know what I, the I was story trying, is. I like this story. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to talk him into you know go to the mall and, and look around the mall and 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 there's got there's going to be a job or something. He, it isn't even a money thing. It's just simply he needed to get busy and do something. And he said, I don't want to work at a mall. I said, just see what's there. And finally, after about two or three days, I talk him into to just walking down there. First, he said, I'll take an Uber. And I go, no, I want you to walk. <laughs> well, well, my point was walking was I believe that exercise, that, that alone, if you don't know what to do today, go walk. Just start walking somewhere. That That is a beginning process. Believe it or not, there's a oh, lot of is. benefits to that. Uh, psychologically, it can help things go on. So, so I talk him into walking to the mall, and 
I, I, he, I get this call from him a few hours later, and he said, "Do you did you plan that?" <laughs> and, and and I, I I didn't know what he was talking about. I, I I'm, I'm sorry. And he said, "Did you plan that?" And I said, I, "I I don't know what he's talking about." And he said, "Well, I was walking to the mall, and on the on my way there." There's a guy that had uh, he took an there was an old gas station that had closed down and he had four or five really nice if I remember correctly they were it was a Porsche and some Mercedes and some nice used foreign cars upscale luxury cars and he he always loved the cars old cars and and stuff so he was, he had stopped and looked at this this Porsche and the, the gentleman walked out and said hey are you interested in this car and he goes oh I'd love to be but right now I I you know I'm in a tough place and I'm trying to get my life together and I, I don't have any money. And so they started talking about the the last time that the Porsche was air cooled before they went to water cooled and for Porsche people that's a big day. Um, you know, a big change in life and, mm-hmm. and, and they were they were and the guy says, Look, he said, I, I'm just starting out in this car thing, but I don't have any any money to pay you. But if if you want to sell if you can help me sell this car I'll give you 45 or 50%. I'll split the, the profits of the car. I'll show you what I paid for it. So whatever you can get for it, and we'll split the profits. They said, are you kidding me? Long story short, they made an agreement. The guy th- thought I had planned this, which I didn't even – I don't even know where he lives, really. I just looked on a Google map. <laughs> I didn't see the, you know, this other stuff. So the, he, he, the process of walking made him have an encounter with someone who – then gave him a job that where it really goes great is they now have several dealerships around central Florida oh, wow. with upscale used cars and and it, it is it is very successful and and they actually are I just heard this the other day they're actually going to get they're, they're applying for I believe like one of the few Ferrari dealership licenses you can get uh, for new cars new Ferraris and so their his life was changed drastically. In an incredible way, and he had no idea that was even a possibility. And what's even better and is he, he discovered I, the possibility while taking a walk to the mall. Yes, and, and that <laughs> and that's what I always I, I try to explain to people that the, the the law of attraction. Here, here's where I part company with a lot of people, and and. You know, this is and we're really getting into minute parts of the law of attraction. So I, I don't ever want to run anyone off. I'm not saying the law of attraction can't work without some type of action that I'm talking about. It just makes it so much easier for the law of attraction to work Clearly. when you do these action steps. Yes, yes, that's it, right it, there. Yeah, you know, and, and that and that to me that becomes you know I have people argue say well you don't need to do all that or you you just if you if you Believe it enough, it has to happen. It does, but I happen to believe you can't believe it enough unless you're taking the action to match what you believe. And that's the key here. So this this guy who had no idea what he even wanted to do put the process out there, allowed the law of attraction to work. It changed, A walk to the mall changed his life. And he's convinced to this day that I set that up. And I don't even <laughs> my capable of that. Um, because he said it's just too much of a coincidence. I said, it's not. It's called the law of attraction. That's right. And, and when you see that, I have people apply for jobs. Uh, one of the things, one of the things that I always, that my young people that are always sort of limited to, well, I'm looking for this $8 an hour job or $10 an hour job. 
I get you have to apply for those. Why don't you apply? Let's take some swings. Let's go find jobs. Go to General Electric's website. Go to Capital One is a big employer here in Richmond. Go to Capital One's website. Apply for jobs that are what you think are out of your league. You'll be shocked at the number of people that get jobs doing that. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because it, it, there, there's no limitation. And that's the beautiful, upbeat thing about all this. We can we can get into the minutia of, of, of why, where, when all this can't happen. But the law of attraction is such an incredible tool. And when you can add features like taking action or understanding that, that, that even increases more, that's when you believe it. That's when you start to – and then the more you believe, like I, I you and I have talked about, I, I remember when I, I – Several years ago when I went into private practice, I was like really into the law of attraction, but still a little scared. You know, my, I have a mortgage payment due. Wow. You know, I, I got a, I went into private practice making no money, leaving a very high paying <laughs> job running a treatment center, going into private practice. I, I was prepared, had enough money saved up. I was prepared to go a year without making money. Mm. I was like, okay, I can do this. I'm set. Well, I didn't go two weeks without making money. I, I was profitable. I ended up making more money than I would if I stayed with the other company by the end of that year. That's crazy. Wow. It really is. And and, and a, 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 a mini version of that happened, because, but now it's not even a thing. You know, I, again, I mentioned earlier that I went to work for this other local company for a little while this year, and I cut back on my private practice a great deal. Well, I, I didn't want, like, being in the corporate world, I, I wanted to get back into my private practice, realize I, I probably shouldn't have taken that action. Um, and I said, well, it, it, you know, it'll probably be a couple of weeks before I'm full again or whatever. I, I knew it would be, wouldn't be a problem at all. Mm-hmm. It well, didn't even last a week. I just, I had a waiting list. I called those people. Everybody showed up. I was back to full instantly. Uh, well, I want, wow. I want to take wow. a moment to urge our listeners to take a little action. And the action that I want you to take is, if you're enjoying this program, if you're finding that it's useful for you, I just want you to take a moment and share it with your friends on social media and tell them you're listening to this LOA Today program and urging them to take a look at it. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to get other people to take the action of coming and listening to the program as well. What happens is most people who come and listen and give it a really good listen, they become loyal listeners. And that's how we spread the message. And that's how we give more and more people their daily dose of happy. So... Take a little action yourself, and, and it's the kind of action like Joel was talking about. You can take that action, reach out to them, and they get the benefit. And then in some way that you hadn't even anticipated, you get some other benefit that you didn't even think was going to be part of it, but something that you've been thinking about you know, over the last week or something. It just shows up out of nowhere. That kind of thing does happen on a regular basis. So take take the time to uh, put the feelers out there. I also wanted to mention something, Joel. You, you were talking about people who um, – who argue that you don't need to take action in order to make the law of attraction work. And you're right, and they're right. You don't need to. But the real point is how fast do you want it to happen? How powerfully do you want it to happen? How big do you want it to happen? Because if you want it to be fast, powerful, and big, that's the point of taking the action. Because that, that's where the, the million times over power comes from. And, and that's why we wanted to do the show about this, because the action steps make all the difference in terms of accelerating the whole process many times over, right? Well, it- it, it, well, that's such a great point because if you if you look at and, and I'm going to sort of give a a general stereotypical view of where most pe- most people that are are trying to use a law of attraction. Let's just start with an assumption that there's something that led them to it. Life isn't going like they want, so they're at home and they're reading 
Okay, all I got to do is change my thoughts, and I will get what I want. Nope, they do, and then it something happens almost that doesn't match what they, their new thought process. And they're saying, "Oh, see, this doesn't work." This does. it, it's when you take action, you're doing something. You're the the law of attraction picks up on your energy. It picks up on your emotion. And when your emotion and energy matches that you really want something, it can't help but respond to it. When you're sitting at home saying, I'm really going to hope this works in a really great way, and I really believe it's going to work, but I don't because I'm still sitting on the couch and I'm still sort of depressed. I'm still sort of waiting, you know, watching the prices right again. And, and you know, and, 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 and you know, I always say, if you know, if you know the bottle, the, how much the carpet shampoo or you went on prices right, is costing. We really need to work on what's happening in your life. That's true. Um, you know, the, you know, the idea that, that this is an exciting time. When you get excited, the universe picks up on that. Thoughts have energy and they attract like energy. Sitting at home doesn't put out a lot of energy to, to attach to. When you're out and about, you're putting out that energy and it gets, it, it's attracted to. I, 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 I see this every day in my practice and, you know, I, I'm not, you know, my theory is I'm not busy enough. So recently, you don't even know this, Walt, but I started, I'm, I'm working on a doctorate now in metaphysical studies. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't have enough to do. So um, I can tell. Well, you know, three the, books the, the, and a practice. Yeah, I can see. And, and, a, and a newly adopted son, yeah. That, that wouldn't, there, there would be plenty yeah, of time for yeah, more but, activity, sure. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So uh, one of the things that I've just been so excited about this is, you know, the, the the study of all of this is the the energy, the matching energy piece, which is the the big answer in all of this is, and for years, metaphysics was sort of considered you know the paranormal crazy folks. Well, when the law of attraction started having some and I won't get into all the details of it all, but some matching laws in quantum physics and quantum theory, along with, you know, Einstein's theory, when all of that started to converge, instead of going apart, it started coming back to that. And then you have a lot of these great leaders uh, in, in thought, like Dr. Joe DiPenzia, Mike Dooley, these these guys that you and I are really sort of excited that they're, they're, they're they can speak out strongly. Now you're starting to see all that go forward. And and I am I clearly one of the facts what I do when I'm, I'm meeting with someone, and especially younger people who are just really really not into therapy because they've therapy traditional therapy is let's talk about what happened to you when you were a kid and how horrible life was and let's figure out all these folks we're going to blame for what who you are versus what I do is I get them excited, whatever they're going to talk about, whatever they can talk about. I don't care if it's the X-Man universe or, or whatever their little orbit is. Let's, let's get them excited. And once I get them vibrating on that level of excitement, they feel my energy. I feel their energy. And you then start elevating together. And, and so raising people's energy, you, you, I quote you often because you, you often use humor you talk about when you really need to raise your energy level. You you watch funny movies or shows or comedians that make you laugh. Yep. And mm-hmm. that mindset is when you vibrate on a higher level. That's where you really feel great. It's one of the reasons why the podcast has been taking off because I get to 
have a, an outlet for humor. And when I have an outlet for humor, then I get more humor in my life. So you know, it's just kind of, kind of like becomes a thing that reinforces each other and, and, and just turns into the vortex that we all talk about. Exactly. And, and that's the beauty for, for me right now is, is really understanding that, that I have gone from the very, my very beginning introductions into the law of attraction to, to instinctively knowing this is correct. I knew it was correct, right? Mm -hmm. um, but wanting to know more, and I have studied it, and but while implementing it, and, and I, I, I was have it was working in my life before I understood why it was working in my life. There were times when I would find myself a little frustrated, like, okay, it didn't go exactly like I planned, but in the end, I'm like, okay, yes, I can see where that's what I brought into my life. That's how I brought it into my life. Mm -hmm. And I can see all of that stuff and how it all sort of fit together, just like a tightly, a perfectly, you know, cut out puzzle that fit together perfectly. And, and all of those things started leading me to these, this forward movement of this is so much more. The more I learn, the more there is to learn. And and the, the historical, the ancient, you know, a lot of the Eastern philosophies, they were much more in tune than we realize. Uh, they 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 come up with with a lot of things back then that I'm seeing to apply now. So the study of all of this, and the ability to actually watch it happen, and it's not just happening in my life; it's happening in people that implement this have an incredible awakening. But yet, you, uh, I, I was. Always, not that I want to do it to, to lower or, or counterdict myself, but I happened to, I, I was looking at this the other day on Google and I was doing some search for something. And one of these things came up with, it was a Huffington Post article about why the law of attraction is fake. Mm -hmm. Which certainly is. There's a lot of those too. It, a 10 point, yeah, yeah, it was, it was 10 points of why the law of attraction was fake. Mm -hmm. And I read it and I go, Wow. The opposite of those 10 points is exactly why it does work. <laughs> it, 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 and one of the things that is that, you know, the guy said, I take offense that it blames the victim, mm. that the law of attraction makes us responsible that's and a, it doesn't take into account. And I'm like, that's a very common complaint. Of, yes. And because our society has taught us the, the word blame and, and who, who's to blame here and who, well, at the end of the day, no matter what happens, our actions are our issue. We have to be able to, our actions are, are it could be a response to what has happened to us, but it is, it is the propelling motion in, in my life, the events that happened to me, I had to respond. I could have just folded and given in to what had happened and, 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 not have any kind of life at all. Or I could say, I want to take what happened. I'm going to respond to it in a positive, appropriate way. I am responsible for my actions. And, and, and did I get, did I have a number of reasons why I was behaving? Yes, there's an underlying cause for all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, I have a 52 year old man that I was working with the other day and he has been, had a horrible gambling addiction his entire life. And he has some other mental issues and, he said to me, and I, I just, he said, well, but you don't understand how bad my life was when I was four years old. And I said, I have, I have empathy for your four year old 
trauma. I really do. I'm not trying to minimalize it. But why do you want to hold that as a badge of honor today? Why do you want to blame that today? Because you keep gambling all your money away, and you want to blame it on your four-year-old behavior or what happened to you when you're four years old. That you're, you, and, and his point was he wasn't invited to his a, a kid's birthday party because of his social inadequacies. And I'm like, I'm not saying that didn't have an effect on leading to who you are, but you're 52 years old. It's been 48 years. Is that going to define a lifetime? It's a good question. And, and, that, and it, it raises another question, you know. too. I mean, the, the whole question of blame is a really problematic question to raise. Cause, and you're right. That's what a lot of critics say. They say that the law of attraction blames the victim. Well, there, there are two things there. First of all, what makes you think that there is a victim? And second of all, what makes you think there is blame? That's the million to me. That's the million dollar answer here, Walt. Is is we are a society of assigning blame. We want to assign blame. You know, and excuse. You know, I, I won't get too graphic, but you know, the, the, there's a more urban way of saying it. But stuff happens. You it know, does. Stuff happens in life, and without it, one of my great stories, and, and I've had the privilege of talking to this man. Is is I love how he defines this. Uh, there's a little kid that grew up in Brooklyn, and he was this uh, sort of a dorky little chubby uh, five-year-old. And when he was an infant, he 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 was premature as an infant. And he, I, if I remember correctly, he was put into a, an incubation tube, and it actually damaged his ears. Don't know exactly all that. So he he technically is deaf, mm -hmm. um, and and so. He was picked on horribly as a child. Mm -hmm. I mean, they made fun of his speech, and, and he, he again, he was sort of this dorky, chubby little kid. And the only place he found refuge in, in this, this old bodybuilding gym in the middle of uh, Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And he went in there, and those guys didn't care if he couldn't hear or not. They just made him work hard, and he started lifting weights, and he started getting huge. And then when he hit puberty, he just blew up this massive individual. Mm -hmm. Still... People quit picking on him. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody true. wanted to deal with this this massive man. And as time went on, he tried to play football for the Jets, and he tried to. Then he then he got into competitive bodybuilding. He actually competed against Arnold in the one of the Mister Olympias. He didn't win, oh, but my. he got a lot of notoriety. <laughs> and after Mister Olympia, he was asked to play a role in a TV show, The Incredible Hulk TV ah, show. His name yes. Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, and. Lou Ferrigno is an incredible man, and his view of all of that, and, and I asked him this question directly. I said, if you could go back and not have your childhood and have your hearing, he said, Joel, my childhood made me the Incredible Hulk. He said, I am who I am because of my childhood. I I, I, I don't view it, and I, I love that attitude. Mm. He didn't become a victim of his loss of hearing. He said, "I would have been, I'd have been working in the factory like my dad, and and you know, have this media, you know, the, this life of mediocrity, and and not that he was criticizing his dad, but but just that that's what everybody did in Brooklyn at the time. You know, you 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 lived in these little places and you worked all day, and and not that that's not a great life for some people, but." Uh, He's the Incredible Hulk, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He he's had uh, he he played Hercules in the movie. He he has several other things. He's been on TV. He writes 
writes columns for muscles and fitness magazines. And he's an incredible man that, that does motivational talks. And he wouldn't be the incredible hawk if he didn't lose his hearing. So I, I get that a lot of people have a really hard time with that concept because we are a society about less, less, less identified blame. And then our victim piece, let's, let's coddle the victim. And I get, I know that sounds so, I'm, I don't mean that people don't need support when they've been harmed or we certainly need to get there. But my goal when I'm working with people is when we process the, the trauma, Part of the processing is to remove the stigma of being a victim. You are no longer a victim. You've been made stronger by your trauma, and we're going to move on from it. Versus a lot of, I think I've used this example many times. One of my star clients was a very wealthy lady that was spending, she spent 16 years with a psychiatrist trying to determine whether her father molested her or not. Mm. Wow. And she, in, in that 16 year period, she did a lot of quality work, I guess, with this therapist, this doctor, uh, seeing him every week for 16 years. And she came to me because she said, you know, it, it doesn't, we, we're, 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 it's been 16 years. <laughs> I'm mm. like, and I said something that first offended her, but it's what changed her. I said, well, let's just pick a side and move on. <laughs> and she was like, what? I said, well, your father's dead. And the thought of whether he did or did not, if he did, I'm very sorry he did. And I'm very sorry that happened to you. But it's today. Let's move on. Let, let's, let's, let's treat. And she's like, it's offensive to hear it. But when you listen and process it, and she did. She, she worked on from the perspective that he, it may have happened. But, hey, I am today. She doesn't need it anymore. She saw me for, for three months, and we got past it. She's thriving. She's feeling great. She was able to put it behind her instead of allowing it to be the festering issue that it had become. And, so in, and that's the, the idea. So in answer to the, uh, the, the Huffington Post author, whose first complaint about the law of attraction is that it blames the victim, and he's thinking about somebody like a Lou Ferrigno who right. is born with – this, this hearing impediment, and his his response is, well, how can you blame Lou Ferrigno for being born with that hearing impediment? How can, how can you actually, he's a victim in this situation. How can you treat him as if he's responsible for the fact that he made himself deaf? And yet, if you said that those exact same words to Lou Ferrigno, Lou Ferrigno would look at you cross-eyed and say, what are you talking about? This is what yeah. made me who I am today. And then if you say the same thing to the woman who had been a victim of being with that psychiatrist who, who really got her nowhere after 16 years of, of, of working on whatever that didn't actually produce anything, and then she spent some time with you, and within a, a short time she made the change that she needed to put it all behind, in the view of the Huffington Post author, she was a victim. How did she bring that upon herself? And her reply is, I wasn't a victim. I just fixed this. <laughs> Right. Well, and, and you can you can at some point, you know, the the term victim. I, I wish we could, you know, sort of almost erase it. But yeah, we we have victims. You know, there, there are victims. However, the concept of being victimized at the event or the chain of events is is real. Remaining a victim is your issue. It is that's when it becomes your fault. 
I can remain a victim of all this as long as I choose to remain. My, my, I can look at my childhood. I was born into a family with a lot of addictions. My biological father was a compulsive gambler who committed suicide. My biological, or my grandfather, my mom is, uh, uh, a severe alcoholic that committed suicide. We, my mom, we, we moved from home to home and for a while until she married my dad. You know, I could go into all of the reasons why I'm an addict mm-hmm. and what happened to me. Or I could check that off and say this is this that happened that led me to be a compulsive gambler. I see I see the connection, but I didn't stop there. I allowed it to propel me. I would not go back and change a thing. I needed those things to happen to make me the man I am today. I'm okay with that. I don't feel like I'm I'm, I'm I don't want to be become a victim in definition overall. That role, the role of victim or self-pity, it is, it is the most devastating mindset of anyone I know, mm. of, of any mindset I know. Yeah. It, it, it has destroyed more lives, and it, it, it is the greatest creator of mediocrity the, of any other event is the role of being a victim or being or, or playing the self-pity role. And unfortunately, in my opinion, a lot of therapy today is a reinforcer of that mindset. A lot of therapy and a lot of society. I, I mean, there's so much in society where, where, you know, friends, relatives, acquaintances, they all reinforce the victimhood mentality. And, and they don't do it right. because they're mean-spirited or anything. It's just that's the way people converse. That's the way people relate to each right. other. I have a I have several power lifting friends and a lot of them from Eastern Europe and one one friend in particular uh is he's Polish and I really a great guy, very smart. He's actually a professor in Poland and uh of course I had some jokes about that, but that's a whole different <laughs> sidetrack. Uh, uh he he uh we were we were having a dinner with some friends and, and one of my friends is a, a real historian. He loves world history. And he said, I admire the Polish people so much. They have suffered for so long. My friend stopped eating and he goes, the Polish people have never suffered a day in our lives. We have endured, but we never suffered. Don't ever call us sufferers. We don't do that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And he was <laughs> he was adamant. He said, the suffering mindset is a choice and we we Polish people don't suffer. We're the toughest people and he really believed that and that's who that man is. Yeah. I have great admiration for him. And he did not like the concept and, and my friend didn't mean anything. I have some common no. terms. I apologize, I'm not offensive. And and, and he and he immediately said, I'm not angry at you. He said, But I, this idea that we suffered is something that, that I don't like. I like that we endured a lot of horrific things. Absolutely. And we're, we're, we're still here. Right. We, we're, we haven't been eradicated. People have tried to eradicate us at one point in our, in our society. And, and we weren't eradicated. That couldn't happen. And I love that, that belief system. I love all of that. So the next time anyone Positive. wants to talk about somebody else being a victim, the first thing they should probably do is ask themselves, does that person themselves think of themselves as being a victim? Because unless yeah. they can answer that question definitively, they should butt out. Well, and, and my my son Justin, my newly adopted son Justin, he's been with me now a little over a year. He's doing incredibly well, and we've worked on, on a lot of his inner dialogue. 
and I have replaced, you know, it's a lot. Of, he'd been in foster care. A lot of stuff happened to this young man that I'm not, I, I wish didn't happen. I'm not minimalizing the pain that he experienced. Being taken away from your family at a young age is horribly, horribly difficult for anyone to deal with. It's a major trauma. Sure. Or the fact that here's where you're at now. Here's your life now. And the events made you resilient. And I believe there's learned helplessness. And on every side, there's another side of the coin. There's an equal and opposite side. The opposite of learned helplessness is learned resilience. I said, son, this has made you incredibly strong. Well, there's people that, you know, what you'll face one day and, and they have never lived the life you lived and people that you, you've been through more stuff. You're getting stronger every day. We're, we're training right now. And, and if all goes well, this summer we'll be competing in the uh, national tournament for Taekwondo for his age. Oh my. In Salt Lake city. Wow. And, and that's part of his resilience. That's part of, you know, I said, you could write a book, the young lady that was, uh, uh, I'm sorry I'm dropping her name, but I don't follow it very closely, but she's a gymnast in the Olympics. She's a former foster care kid, mm. and she made it to the Olympics. I mean, this, those are the things that – that's the point of these things. That's where the law of attraction comes in. The law of attraction doesn't have emotion. It doesn't look at blame. It doesn't look at fairness. It just responds to how you're feeling, what you believe. That's your power. You are in complete control of your perspective. Nobody else. You. And that, and the law of, the law of attraction, the law of gravity, I don't see anybody say, that damn law of gravity, a man <laughs> fell to his death yesterday. It's not negotiable. Law of gravity doesn't say the man's on top of the tall building, he fell, he died. I'm sorry about that. It, it just is the law. The law of attraction is the exact same thing. It responds to where you're at, and it's incredibly empowering, but it's also sort of scary at the same time because it does shift responsibility to you. And that's what shifts us back to the beginning of the discussion today, taking that first step, beginning, because it's the Absolutely. beginning part Absolutely. that kicks the whole thing into gear. If you stay in the non-begin stance where you just don't go anywhere, that's where you make yourself a victim. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that, and a lot of this is about redefining words and redefining what meanings are. I am not, you know, I want to make sure everybody leaves understanding that I am not by any means stuck on blaming or all that. I'm letting everyone know that the law of attraction isn't blaming the victim. The law of attraction is saying, victim, if you want to keep being a victim, it's your choice. Or if you want to move on, it's your choice. I'm here to assist in whatever area you want to go in. I'm going to take you on however you're feeling. If you want to be miserable and stuck in, yes. And, and, but they're told that they don't have a choice. Or they believe the it on some level. Have, yes. And we, the freedom of all of this is the point. It is the most ultimate freeing experience in the law of attraction. And it's also, Scary because it does take people out of their comfort zone of being, wow, this is, you know, it, it, let's, let's blame it on this. You know, I, I know, I, I know young men that, that have young men and young women that, you know, just endured incredible stuff that are so powerful and so incredible and they're so healthy because of the stuff that happened to it. It made, it challenged them. I know a foster care kid that is doing so well right now. 
that he actually views all of this, and this is his narrative now, he views all of this as part of his life plan. I'm glad this happened. I didn't want to go through it, but I would have been living in a mobile home with my family and repeating the same cycle forever and ever. I'm in an entirely different world. This happened to me. I want to make this make me a better person. And, and I'm not sure that the average listener fully appreciates the magnitude of that because if yes. if the average listener is like me, they don't really understand the statistics, so to speak, the, the, the typical way that kids – turn out when they come out of a foster care system. We only have a couple minutes left, but just just take a minute and describe what the odds are against these people and why this kid's uh, response is so significant. Uh, the, the statistics, the latest statistics, I, I don't have the latest, but the, the statistics are just the number of foster care kids that end up homeless or in uh, prison or mental institutions is pervertedly high. I mean, it's it's 85, like 85% of them end up at some point in the justice system. Uh, very few of them go on to college. Very few of them ever. Uh, in fact, there, there were some years in South Carolina, that was where I was very active in this, that none of them graduated high school. It was mm-hmm. like just this very low, that one, one senior class of, of foster kids, none of them graduated. Just very... It's just very depressing when when you hear all that. But yet to overcome that and use that as a fuel and a fire and by not allowing – I don't allow my kids, I don't allow my friends, I don't allow my clients to get stuck in the role of victim. doesn't mean I – and I I don't have to keep qualifying this. I understand where they're at, but the the greatest disservice you can do to anyone – is to allow them to remain in, the vic- in their victimhood. And the law of attraction is the, is the way out. These foster care kids, the odds are stacked against for this young man to overcome like he's overcome. And he will be wildly successful. I mean, he will, he will do whatever he wants to do. I'm in awe of this young man. He's more man than I've ever been. And he's 14 years old. Wow. Um, I, I, there, I have great admiration for this, this young man. Uh, and, and at the same time, it's hilarious because he's still 14. So, you know, <laughs> there's that, he's had that weirdness of being this like very old soul, very wise, and yet he's 14. So That's very it, cool. it, it, he's a pleasure to be around. He's been recently adopted. Uh, his family, he's a role model to his family. Mm. A family that has two other kids in there have been changed positively by this young man coming into their life. Cause he doesn't, when they complain about something, he looks at him and goes, really? <laughs> really? You're, 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 com- you're complaining that your Nintendo doesn't work? And, yeah, uh, right. That's what you're doing? Uh, so so it, it, I, I get excited. I get so excited about the gift of the law of attraction. So when I hear somebody talk about the 10 reasons it doesn't work, I, I look at the millions of reasons why they do. I don't see any of their reasons why it doesn't work as valid. But yet it's just, this, again, once again, the negative thing, you shouldn't have to be responsible. That's our society's rule, not mine. Yeah, that's true. And unfortunately, as usual, we have completely run out of time. I don't even have time to do the usual commercial messages about subscribing, but I will say subscribe. Listen to the other podcast to find out how to do it. And uh, Joel, it's been a pleasure. I'm really glad that we did the show today. Thanks for doing it with me. Always great, my friend. Thanks to our audience. All right. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.